Hey friend, April here. So as you know, video marketing is super powerful for attracting premium paying clients consistently, but you may be unsure how to do video, what to talk about, or you might not even want to be seen on camera. Well, don't worry, we have you covered because we address all of that in our new workshop called Video Made Simple. It's an introduction to video marketing for beauty professionals, and it's only $37. So you'll get one year of video topic ideas, yes, 365 daily prompts that are specific for your business, not generic. They will help you build connection and trust and overcome objections with your prospective clients. Plus, we're giving you time-saving tools and templates, all for this limited time offer of $37. So you can go to the link in the show notes of the podcast, or you can check out my IG Instagram bio at April Meese Incorporated, and we will help you jumpstart your beauty business to be seen and booked. See you there. Well, hello, beautiful friend. So today we are talking about harnessing the power of social selling. Selling on social, I'm going to be joined by my special guest, Sheila Bella. This is going to be a lot of fun because I know many of you use, obviously, social media. That's why you're here. And you also probably feel a little icky when it comes to sales. I know most of the beauty bosses that I talk to, they're like, oh, I'm not sure how to go about that or what is the process of doing that. And people will ask you about your services and you know the importance, obviously, of being online, being visible for your brand. But how do you turn that visibility? How do you turn the followers, the audience into clients and into sales? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. I actually don't have a problem with sales. I like sales because I look at sales as serving. And so I always feel good about that. But I do know that some people, you know, feel like they don't know how to do it or don't know the proper way. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm I was like, good. So, all right, guys, thanks for joining us. We're here with Sheila Bella, and I'm going to introduce Sheila. For those that don't know, Sheila is the founder and lead artist of Sheila Bella Marketing. She's also the founder of the Pretty Rich Podcast, Pretty Rich Bosses Mentorship Program. She's the current president of the American Academy of Micropigmentation, the AAM. She's super well-versed in Instagram and all things social. Welcome, Sheila. Did I miss anything? Is there anything you want to add? I am in the middle of moving. I just bought my first home and I just had a baby. Life is good. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, most people try to do those things like, you know, one a year. One at a time. Right. I know. Yeah. We just moved as well. Like they say it's one of the top three stresses in life. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a, what is it? It's moving. It's having a baby or a death, right? Yeah. Death of a loved one. And I think divorce might be up there. What's also interesting is people will put like speaking in public there too. Oh, please. <laughs> like oh my gosh, I'm doing, I am doing that too. Oh, so yeah, we just, I don't know, we're crazy. If you do it all, then maybe then they don't seem as major. But you know what? Also, I think probably people would say selling would be another stress, like feeling salesy. That's up there for sure. Just selling anything or just the pressure to sell because right. you want to have a baby, because you want to <laughs> buy a house. 
because you want to be able to take care of your family when they get sick. So yeah, selling is up there. So we're just here talking about all the stressors. All the stress, but we're going to break up that stress. We're going to Kung Fu fight it. We're going to break it up and make it like feeling relieved and have a plan. So let's dive into it. Okay. So first of all, let's talk about the misconceptions with social selling, right? Like selling on Instagram. What do you think some of those misconceptions are? Selling on Instagram, I feel like the reason why it has a bad reputation is when people do it disingenuously. We've all gotten those cut and paste bot DMs. Hey, you want some tweezers? We have the best tweet. We're in the beauty industry, right? We've all gotten those like weird tweezer propositions. It's clearly a bot. It's clearly casting a wide net. It's not personal at all. And so we fear selling because we don't want to be that guy or that girl. Yes. We don't want to come off like that because it feels icky. I think social media sales or just sales in general, because let's face it, life is social media. Social media is so human. It's very human. So the internet isn't going anywhere because it's very human. It just speeds things up. It doesn't do anything different to us. In my opinion, it just reveals who we are. So that's my opinion. on. So when it comes to selling in general, I think sales is a loving act, especially if you feel confident and you're solid in your feelings that you have a solution to somebody's problem. People want to be sold to. I want to buy this iPad that I'm on right now. I'm glad somebody sold it to me. The house that I just bought, I'm glad somebody sold it to me. I'm glad for all of those, the marketing emails that I got from this company and from the real estate agent. I'm so happy because my life has changed because of it. So I'm happy that I got these Fit Glow lip gloss emails. I'm on their text thread. And their text list because I love the product. I want to know when the sales are because it's a product that I really believe in. When it comes to social media sales or selling in general, first of all, I think sales is a loving app. Sales is helping people. People, you're not holding a gun to anybody's head asking for money. Yeah. If they feel like you have something that can really help them, they will purchase. But, you know, I love being sold to. Yeah. Well, and I love two things I'm just going to pull out. One, the fact that if you're at home or wherever you're at and you're thinking like, I don't want to be salesy, that just shows that you already have a heart that you're not going to be, right? So first there's that. And then second of all, the whole flip of, I always say that selling is serving, right? Because you're solving their problem. And so when you can flip that and even take it one step further, which you did is you're like, I like being sold to, right? Yeah. And I don't know if that's a phrase that people would say often, but if you think about very positive sales experiences that you've had, whether the Louboutin shoes in your closet to the organic salmon at Whole Foods to the car that you're driving, when you buy something that you really love and really enjoy, like it's a positive experience. I bought a fridge yesterday for four grand and I was like, wow, it felt good because it was yeah. amazing fridge. I walked in a Best Buy and I said, I want the Versace of fridges. Where is it? Is it the clear glass where you see in? It is. And there's three cameras and Alexa is built in and there's a whiteboard where you can draw on the screen and it's a whole, I have a feeling it might be too much. 
<laughs> yeah, that's if it's too much to program. I it, it might be too much, but I bought it anyway. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. And so we all like buying. It's so funny how we like to be the buyer, but we don't want to be the seller. Okay. So we talked about, so those are the misconceptions. Would you define social selling in a different way? Or do you think it's just all sales or sales? All sales or sales. You need to look at your social media like you're walking into a cocktail party. Mm-hmm. The initial yep. as if you were at a cocktail party. Like, would you go to a cocktail party and approach somebody with like, we have the best tweezers on the market. You know, I can boost your following. (laughs) Boost your following for only. (laughs) No, you, I mean, if you think about it, like at a cocktail party, you'll probably stay away from that guy or that girl who just holding a sign that says, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. So I would approach social media sales the way you would real life or approaching somebody at a coffee shop. Yeah. And it's so funny when we get on the computer, it's like the robot comes out and we're like, we get we put on the business hat. We forget the human hat, like the human underneath the hat. But we only buy from humans. Humans buy from humans yeah. faster. So, yeah, I hear you on that. And I do not like it when a bot is trying to sell to me. No. I, where are you? Listen, yeah. can text, can DM. That was obviously cut and pasted from a random account with no heart. (laughs) Well, and the accounts get shut down now too, right? Like they get shut down and like Instagram, a lot of the social platforms are kind of on it. Like see, okay, that looks like that's a bot and gets blocked and gets shut down. So that's a kind of like not the way to go. And so like, do you have a way of how you start the conversations? Because I think that's how... It is. When things feel hard, we never get started, right? How does somebody even get started with like direct message or starting a conversation? Great question. Yeah. So I would look at your Instagram like it's your store. Let's say you have a shoe store. Say you own a Skechers. Say somebody walks into your Skechers store and is looking at shoes. Looking. Oh, saying, I like that. Another. I, I, I like that. If you work there. Would you ignore that person? If you work there and somebody is liking your shoes, how about you say something like, oh, hey, I like your eyelashes. Where did you get those? You strike up a conversation with them that has nothing to do with the shoes, build some rapport, and then you can help because selling is serving or you can serve Serve them by asking them, so do you want to try those on? What's your shoe size? Et cetera, et cetera. So I would just approach it the way you would in a real life event. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that you say that has start a conversation that has nothing to do with your service or like in this case, the shoes, because if you start with that, you know, when somebody walks up to you, what do you always do? I'm fine. I'm good. I'm just, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just looking. I'm just, you know, people put up the wall. So if you start with that, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get the door. The mall, like those people that offer you lotion. Here, do you want lotion? (laughs) Here, give me your hand. Or they offer to do your hair and they're chasing you with a hot tool. No, no, no. And it's COVID and it's like, here's some lotion. I mean, give me your hand. Oh, I feel so bad. Yeah. So start with personal stuff, right? Just start, lead from your heart. How about just be a real person? Yeah, how about? Just don't be weird. Okay, good. 
All right, so then you're going to start the conversation in direct message. Would you start in direct message or would you start maybe in the comments or do you feel like you want to keep it more personal? If anybody has direct message you personally, that's a hot lead. So I would start there. I would pay attention to hot leads first. Yes. So that's a sales rule. And after that, let's say you don't have any DMs or, or you've responded to all DMs. I would respond to comments next. Thirdly, I would respond to likes. And then after that, cold. Just followers or just anybody that watches your stories. Instagram sales order. It's like the, your hot DMs are going to be like the gold medal in the Olympics. Yeah. Silver is going to be your comments. You got your bronze is going to be your likes. Those are just your watches. Make make it for us, April. We'll put both our logos on it. (laughs) We get that graphic stat. Make it for us. We'll put it together. Okay. So then what are some questions that they, cause I always feel like questions start conversations, right? Like if somebody just says something like, Oh, hi. And if they don't ask a question, then there's nothing to respond to. You have to give people a reason to respond. And that's why they say questions kind of like open a loop in the brain where people are like, Ooh, or they feel compelled to not be rude and answer. Right. So are there some questions that you ask to start the conversation or what are your kind of like Mm go-to phrases? Yeah. So for a permanent makeup artist, most of the clients, potential clients that you have following you are probably not ready to buy yet, but you can prime them to be ready. You can literally get them to raise their hand and say, you know what? I need help with that. You're right. I need help with that. And I haven't paid you yet. So tell me, how can I start that process? What I really love, and I advise a lot of my business coaching clients to do this, is to go on stories every single day and use the stories stickers, the polls, the questions. Ask people, which brow pencil do you prefer? What brand? Which lip liner do you think lasts the longest? Or tell me about your brow routine. Or have you ever gotten cosmetic tattooing? Even just questions like that. And anybody who responds with, yes, I still use brow pencil or wax or pomade, that's a client. Yes. So what do you do with the people who voted on your poll? You begin a genuine conversation. If you have zero leads, zero bookings on your calendar for the rest of the week or for if things are looking slow for you, I would suggest going on stories, using the story stickers and polling your clients, polling your followers, getting them to admit that they still have a really crazy brow routine that drains them of 20 minutes every morning. Get them to admit it. And then you can offer the solution. Yeah. And you can also now turn your stories into reels. So and now you can do that. <laughs> yeah. And so if you're afraid it's going to go away, just repurpose it and get it out there even more. So I love that. I love that tip of the story stickers engagement. That's what people always say, obviously, is one of the biggest algorithm you know, boosters, right? That's going to help you get out there. But also that's beyond the algorithm. It's just about connection, right? Connection to your clients, really talking to them. And seeing what they say. Awesome. I love that. Okay. So are there common mistakes that people make? And we know there are. (laughs) Are there? 
Are you April? Tell us some of the common mistakes people make in the DMs. In the DMs. Yeah, Cantex, I think. When people DM you how much? First of all, do you guys get that? Do people DM you with no hi, no hello, just how much? On a scale from one to 10, tell us how many times you get that. 10 being like five times a day. No, even on Facebook. And this even that's the same thing on Facebook ads. You know, if you've ever ran ads, that's typically what happens is people are price shopping and they really like your ad and then they just say, how much? Sometimes they don't even spell it right. There's no vowel. Vowels. H-W-M-C. <laughs> so they, they can't type how much fast enough. So I think a huge mistake is giving people the price right away. First of all, you're not giving yourself an opportunity to pre-qualify that client. How do you even know if they're a good candidate for microblading? How do you even know if they have any allergies or if they're pregnant or nursing right now? And also, I think what ends up happening is that you get people in your chair who aren't very discerning, who are just price shopping. And for a service as serious as a freaking face tattoo, <laughs> yeah, don't you want people who are more discerning because they're more likely to follow good aftercare and, and refer you to all their friends? What did you call it, April? Pay- premium paying clients. Okay. So the PPC, they're not premium paying clients, as April would say. So when somebody DMs you or messages you, how much? I think offering them a consultation or presenting them with options, I think is a much better move. Well, what would you, I would ask them first, what are you looking to achieve? And offering them a FaceTime consultation, because here's the thing. So a premium paying client is not going to be price shopping. A premium paying client will pay whatever it takes to get the job done right. And the premium paying clients want service. They want personal attention. So a premium paying client is probably going to want something very custom. And if you think about it, if you're a premium paying client and you're going around just saying how much just because you want a ballpark, I would be more likely to pay attention to the artists that offered me a FaceTime consultation and warned me about microblading for the wrong skin type and is offering me a consultation to make sure that I have the correct skin type versus an artist who just says it's 250 plus a free touch up. That's it. I want somebody to educate me about this face tattoo. That's right. That I want to pay to get. That's serious business. Yeah. And you haven't positioned your value. So you haven't shown why you are this price. You haven't educated them on what it is to buy a service from somebody that caught, that maybe charges less, right? And what that might result in the possible ramifications of that. You haven't really taken the time to show where you are and why you are the price that you are. So you haven't, it's really, that's really just about positioning the value, I think, with the sales and, and yeah, for sure. So you got to ask the questions, make sure when they're just saying how much, because it's so easy just to kind of feel like, give them the answer quick. And go about your day because you don't have time. But then, you know, you're back to square one. Yeah. And how do you know this person has the right skin type? Or I think it's important to, when I first started in microblading, I thought that every client was my big break. 
I thought that every sale was my big break, that this wouldn't happen again. And I was wrong. And because of that, I serviced people I probably shouldn't have serviced. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, There's that expression, not all money is good money. No, no. Some clients cost me money. (laughs) Yeah. And then here's, I think, so, so we have that beginning part of starting the conversation, which people feel a little awkward in, right? And then we have the second part of, and I always say the fortunes in the follow-up, how do they follow up? Same way that you message to begin with. Don't just can something. Hey, I'm just following up with you about a conversation. That it, Why don't you follow up with something personal? Watch their stories or maybe comment on their latest post. Show that you're genuine. Show that you're not just in it for the sale, that you're actually interested in connection and building long-lasting relationships with your clients. So I feel like even just commenting on their latest post is a follow-up. It's more sincere that way anyway. And when speaking of sincere, you must be sincere. People can smell fake a mile away. So find something sincere that you can comment on just to tell them like, hey, I'm still here. I haven't forgotten about you. Maybe you forgot about me. Maybe you got distracted. Maybe you got busy. I understand life happens, but I'm still here. I'm still a friend. Most of the time, people obviously associate you with the consultation what they, they just had with the problem that they've been trying to fix for years. They just haven't gotten around to it. Most of the time, they'll probably say something like, oh, I've been meaning to call you. I'm so sorry. Or they'll make the appointment. Lot, people get distracted. Everybody's the same, you know? So these devices that we're on, they're just vying for our attention. Yeah. So yeah. people do get distracted. That's why I would lock in the deposit and the appointment for phone call. But do not get off the phone without a deposit and an appointment time. You're sitting there like you got ghosted and you're like, oh my gosh, I thought no. they were going to book. And it's not anything about you, you know, it's just that they got distracted. So you have they to you know, follow up with people and reach out. And maybe there's a system, like, do you have a system where you maybe have a spreadsheet or put it in your calendar, follow up with these few people or mm-hmm. check your DMs ever so often? Is there a system? I, you know, I love a system. You know what? Something that I, I do think is a mistake is when people send their booking link and then just leave. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because people do get distracted. How many times has that happened to you where you've sent your booking link and then that's it? Take the deposit for them. Plug in their information for them. I will book you myself right now. Don't send a link. People are busy. They will forget. So that's one of my systems for sure is get the appointment time and the deposit while you're talking to them. Don't email them a link. Yeah. Distraction and delay is the death of the sale. It's the death of it. Like it's gone. Bitches and Brow said, do we keep connecting if they decided to go with someone cheaper? Mm, I don't know. I, I say that ship has sailed. Keep Wait connecting they if they decided to go with someone cheaper. As long as they'll pay your price. Then yeah, if they're coming back for correction, maybe? If they're going to come back for a correction, and if it's something that you feel confident you can correct, and they're willing to pay the price, yes, I think it's okay. I have a question. So do you have a timeline for follow-up? Definitely. If you send a booking link, make sure you are following up every hour or so until they've booked. Well, this is why I don't recommend it. But definitely, if they haven't booked the day of, make sure you say, hey, this." if you are sending a booking link, you can say, please do this in the next 20 minutes. The link will expire or something like that. Or, But yeah, daily, daily for the first three days, 
once a week for the first month and then every two weeks for the second. I mean, follow-up is really important. And I think people leave a lot of money on the table by not following up. I'm moving right now. So I love it when these movers are following up with me because I'm distracted by furniture and blah, 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 and so many other things that it's, again, sales is serving. Sales is a loving act. Sales, I love service. My love language is acts of service. So I'm in heaven when somebody follows up. Oh, thank you so much. I forgot about this. Yeah. And people think again, that they're bothering them. Right. And so they think, oh, I'm going to give them time and space. That's that's the opposite, because when when they're really thinking about the problem, that's when it's top of mind that they want to get it solved. The longer it goes, it's they call that like, I don't know, it's called like the bell curve of sales or something like the yeah, longer it goes, harder. it's harder, it's harder, it's less urgent. So I love that. OK, I have a few others. So you don't have a way of kind of working with like mass conversations or a system. You just kind oh. of just calendar. Are you talking about like a like a CRM, like a client relations manager? Well, that you, we could definitely use that for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because people don't have their leads organized. Every lead that comes through your store, your Skechers store or your funnel, you need to write it down either digitally. I mean, I feel like most people don't have a client relations, anything, Mm -hmm. management, anything. I don't care if it's post-it notes, just manage your client relations yeah. And I'll bet there's thousands of dollars. You will reap back thousands and thousands of dollars of money that you didn't use to have before without any spending money, extra money on marketing or Facebook ads or anything or a social media manager or another team member. If you just keep track of your leads. Yeah. Keep- Segment and tag them and have a way of following up. Love, love, love that tip. So, so good. That was a bonus. You guys got a bonus tip on the CR. <laughs> you got a bonus. Okay. Boom. So we covered kind of the downside of messenger bots. I think that is where people are like, no. And I think that we kind of gave people a system. And guys, you should go back and listen to it. She laid it out for you about how to be human, your timeline to follow up, your, we got your Olympics of your, uh, you can be an Olympic star with your follow-up. Sheila, tell them how they can connect with you, share your info, your contact information with the audience. Oh, it's so lovely to connect with you, April. It always is. Thank you so much for having me. I loved your episode on my podcast too. So if anybody wants to learn more, I have a podcast called The Pretty Rich Podcast. It's also on YouTube where I share a lot of tips and tricks and marketing knowledge on how to better your permanent makeup business and lash business for that matter. So you can check me out also on Instagram at Real Sheila Bella. Real Sheila Bella, that's it. Lots of links in the bio for her on that. Yeah, and then my episode, what is my episode? What number is that? I don't know what number it is, but if you just type in April Meese Sheila Bella, it's there. Yeah, because we're talking about power of video, so you can check that out as well. Check it out. Screenshot it. Let us know. Tag us both in your stories. Let us know that you're applying it because remember, information is good, but implementation is even better. I was just talking to one of my clients this morning, Amanda Brewer, and she said, you know what? I should just listen and apply all the time. It's always good. It always works out best. If I just listen and apply. Yes. Listen and apply. Yeah. So thank you so much, Sheila. I love all that. So many good gems. Thank you for being here. Thank you, April. Thanks, everyone. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified Podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about. And also, definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, hugs and high fives. See you next week.